I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey there, Westworld fans. Welcome to the AfterBuzz TV Westworld After Show. We are talking about season three, episode three, Absence of Field. I'm your host, Elena Jordan, and I'm so excited that all of the team is here virtually via our own homes. Perfect for Westworld. Got to use that technology. Alice Ford is in the house. Hey guys, super excited to talk about this episode. It was so in-depth. There's so many things going on and I can't wait to chat about it. And Nate Miller also holding it down. Hey, what's up guys? Glad to be back. Glad everybody's here. And of course, Miss Carrie Lane. What's up? Oh yeah, this episode, it just keeps getting better and better. And we're just getting these little pieces, but it's like so much more. Mm, love it. So what were your overall thoughts on this episode? Where do you guys kind of rank this? We're on like the third episode of this season. How do you feel it stacks up to the, the first two that we've seen? I like this episode a lot. I mean, there's so much going on. I still am not completely sure about who Hale really is, but we got so much more information on this episode. And there's just all these, like, like there was like elements of a Christmas Carol. There was elements of the matrix. Um, yeah, there's just like all these really cool things, especially with like the technology and the robots and, um, a lot of like foreshadowing that I really enjoyed. And I really can't wait to see what happens next. What'd you think, Carrie? Yeah, I think I'm liking this one even better just because some of that intrigue has really been dug in deep that it's like, oh, oh, okay. Uh, like the learning more on Caleb's backstory and just that moment when he's exposed to his life baby has no free will. I was like, oh, okay. I like that we're getting a little bit more into that world and the reveals of Charlotte but not really at the same time be like, wait, she's been planning these things, but who is she really? And trying to figure that out. Oh, so good. I love it. Yeah, what do you think, I, Nate? How does it? Oh, I, I, uh, I really appreciate the approach that they've been taking with each episode of kind of focusing on just like one or two characters and giving us like a catch up of where they are. So uh, even though I'm kind of frustrated that it seems like they're going to drag out this mystery of who is Hale, um, I really like, I, I really like the season so far. Um, I don't know if this one, I don't know. I really like the premiere, but it, it was a really good episode, especially with the reveal at the end. Um, yeah, I think compared to the other ones, it's, it's a pretty good one. I think this one might be my favorite one so far, just because there was so much complexity in it and so much kind of detail in the background too. And we'll be breaking down all of it as well as giving you guys news. And we'll have a special segment at the end where we'll be kind of dissecting all of those little secret messages in the back, uh, as well as talking about who the hail hail is. Uh, but first, let's dive into our newest character, Caleb, and his relationship with Dolores. Um, we have, of course, everything sets up first with Hale, but while she's doing her whole kind of quest for self-realization, we have Caleb on his own internal struggle that kind of mirrors this one. Um, what did you guys think about this, about um, first showing how dependent 
this world is on machines that even in the ambulance, the ENTs are saying, we can't do anything until the machine tells us what to do. And it's Caleb that dives in and says, look, these are basic things. We need to help. What, what was your initial takeaway just from that? And then it's spiraling into this whole shootout. Well, honestly, I think it's kind of scary because in my opinion, we're not that far away from that. And so, uh, and I'm already like, most people have become so dependent on machines and technology that we don't know how to do basic things. And there is so much of that, that it's like, it's kind of sobering because you're like, oh my God, we're not that far away from that. And yeah, people don't like, there's so many things that they're like, well, unless I'm like told that in even Wikipedia or like whatever, like, I don't believe that unless a machine tells me. So definitely like a sobering realization uh, for sure. I totally agree. Cause think about it. How many phone numbers do you know? Just even on that little level, we trust our machines, our little devices. And it makes sense that they would not necessarily need, why do you need to bother learning it and get a degree? You could just have a machine tell it to you and follow the steps. So yeah, it felt, it's the great kind of science fiction where it doesn't really seem that bizarre. It's just, you know, we're on A and this is more like on P in the alphabet. It's just a bit farther down the line, but we can see it going that direction. Yeah, it definitely enforces what they've already established in sight, being able to do as like this kind of overall network that is, uh, you know, kind of controlling the way that everything is done. And you see that interaction it's kind of subtle in the way that things are automated and you don't think about the influence, which is kind of like the sinister aspect of it. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of had a feeling that something like that was going to happen. Um, I didn't expect it to get that intense so quickly. Um, so far, I've really been enjoying the action. Um, this show, it's I found myself thinking like it's crazy how much it feels like a different show. Um, not in a, not necessarily a bad way, uh, but then at the same time, especially later on, it's like, all right, here we go. We're getting full on Westworld. Um, but yeah, so I, I, it was, uh, I kind of expected that they weren't going to get away that easy with the automated driverless, uh, ambulance. That's usually a, a no, no in the high tech world where you're trying to escape. Well, well, she, she took over. She, Oh, Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say she she hacked the the cop car using his face. So, which is something that we see even now in things like using like the face to unlock your phone. So, I thought that was a nice little little nod to like it's not too far till we get to this this place. Yeah, even the biometric then, stuff is only so safe. Yeah. And then having the Rico app basically kind of shoot Caleb in the foot by having the cease and seizure the season secure, uh, go out for him. Did you notice too, that we got a date? It's November 12th was when in the upper left-hand corner. So we don't know the year, but we know the month and the that. day. So we can maybe use that to kind of piece together. It's so it's difficult. Crazy too how, how controlled even the humans are by machines, because obviously in that scene where he's like about to be thrown off the building, they're able to just like, tap into his dental um surgery i guess and yeah, implant. basically shut down his body from that yeah. through a computer that was actually really interesting too i went back and re-watched that scene because after like the whole thing where he 
you know, says goodbye to his mom. It's this really sad, touching scene, which kind of ties into this whole thing of who are we as well. Like this whole, who am I thing was the, the mom doesn't even recognize him, but that doesn't mean that he's not her son. You know, it's the, these whole parallels that they have throughout it. I love it. Um, but in that scene in particular, where they go in, they say the mili military grade drip, I thought it was a morphine drip, but it's an adrenaline thing. They turned his adrenaline all the oh, way out. It was okay. an adrenal gland thing that I guess to make super soldiers, I see. They would turn the adrenaline all the way up to the point that it, he was almost under cardiac arrest. So I was like, oh God, that even tells you that they're basically weaponizing human right. biology yeah. with no regard to the safety of the soldiers that they're doing this to. It's so crazy. But can I you imagine how many people before. would actually get that if yeah. it was available? Well, because yeah, well, they said there's such a high price on it. It's a military grade. And I, I, yeah, correct me. I don't remember. Is it in this show or I know I've seen it in another sci-fi show that they do have a similar, uh, like bite something, do something in their mouth and it supercharges them. I'm blanking on what that is. I, leave a comment if you're watching. What is that in? It's in a show. Um, but yeah, it's it's been done before, that idea that you could access something. Though we don't really get to see him tap into it. But it is interesting if you could tap something in your mouth, like click your tooth a certain way and get like adrenaline boost. But maybe we will see it maybe in one of the other episodes. We'll see it again. Uh, it's interesting too. Yeah. Oh. No, I was, I was just, say um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, from the chat said Chuck. And I'm like, no, I don't think it was Chuck though, but continue. Sorry. <laughs> um, it was interesting too, though, that while the, before we even get to that scene, when we have Dolores cued into where he is, because we have the uh, the hacked you know system and the the Vista treatment and Insight has lowered his life expect life expectancy at that point. She's also putting in her contacts that are like the the ones that we've seen that they're saying they're trying to go to kind of like the Google Glass but in contact form, um, mm. which I just love all the little elements of technology that they show throughout it as it's going. But the moment that I'm going to say, I'm going to go ahead and say made me even sadder than when most of the humans die was when his robot buddy got pushed off that ledge. Were y'all pissed as hell? Cause I was pissed as hell. Yes. It felt so sad and like such a waste that he just is trying to help. And it's just like trips and falls. And you're like, no. And it was like, so really, easy that's it? too. Yes. Yeah. It was like, he just kept walking and walked off the edge. <laughs> Well, Esteban just pushed him off and I thought he was going to go kick his ass. Like I was like, oh, hell yeah, bot's going to come in and like kick some ass. I mean, that's what happened. It's just a different bot. That's true. That's true. A hot bot comes in. So yeah. legit, legit. <laughs> but that did make me really sad. And I did love that they made you feel this super empathy for something that was obviously so robotic and having it with the parallels with his friend that he lost in the war and showing, you know, all these flashbacks of him seeing his friend, the milkshake, the ocean, like that whole scene I just thought was so beautifully tragic because you're mourning this inanimate object that you've just seen do menial labor and just kind of be there next to Caleb. 
but still feels this, this intense connection to it. So I thought that scene was very, very well crafted because for all intents and purposes, it's basically like a microwave that you're crying over. (laughs) I'd go a bit more than a microwave. (laughs) The little bot guy, he like, he can't really communicate. Like he just, he serves just his functional purpose that he was programmed for. So still made me sad. (laughs) Um, I also am glad that we're seeing a little bit of Connell still, even though it's just him being like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what the data says. Like, I just kind of thought we weren't going to see much of that actor since we're not seeing a lot of him trying to edge in with Liam. So I, I thought that it, was nice. I think it really serves for the, um, as, as they're showing Dolores kind of weave her web, so to speak. Um, I think showing things that she has under her control, it was. I think it was more part of that than necessarily like that we were really checking in on him. I'm sure we'll get an update on what he's doing. Uh, but I think that was the purpose. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I there was a certain point where I was starting to get very kind of almost like cult leader vibes from Dolores in this episode, um, just in the way that she kind of manipulates everyone that's working for her. Uh, she has that line she says to Hale where she says like, "You're I own you or something. Yeah. You belong to me. You belong yeah. to me. Yeah, it's like, I mean, yes, but when you say it like that, um, how did you how do you guys feel about that was- i don't know she kind of did that in season two with teddy i feel like and then a lot of the other hosts as well like while they were trying to while she was trying to convince people that they should you know revolt so i feel like that's kind of her i mean she's kind of like a dictator right um she's trying to get people to believe in her cause and start a revolution that's what revolutionaries do i guess but yeah, it is kind of surprising because you can tell she's trying to do that with Caleb too by like eroding his, like the, the way he thinks about himself maybe. And like, she's really like digging down into his psyche to make sure she can basically break him and get him to be on her side. And, and that was I the mean, thing take- I, oh, Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, that was the thing I was really curious about for this episode when we started getting more Caleb and I realized that they were going to connect is after the last one, I was like, yeah, cool. They're going to team up. He's going to help her. But then I'm like, well, with the Dolores that we know, I'm really hesitant to believe. I mean, I'm sure at some point she would need humans to do her bidding, but not necessarily to work like so directly with them. Um, So I was curious to see how they were going to get them together. And the way that she kind of explored his life and the way insight controls things and drew the similarities and and him not wanting to give her up like I'm really buying into that to me it makes a lot of sense especially given that Dolores only experience with humanities is is not with people of this class level uh, who've dealt with struggle like this it's only with you know rich people and I'm sure there's a, a few nice rich people but most of them that are going there are going to do not nice things um and I, I was just really surprised at how they executed that with only two episodes I care for Caleb a lot and so I already being invested in Dolores, seeing them come together, I thought it was just really well done. Yeah, yeah I, I think really- when they started talking to about like, basically that there's this shadow world that they're trying to create. And I immediately just thought, like, I just immediately felt bad for Caleb thinking about the fact that he could have like a copy of himself in this other world that's like, and that he's not living his full life to the potential because they've given him a certain score in every category and like 
no one will ever give you the time of day if you're not above like if you're in that score level because like what's the point um yeah it was definitely like makes you think about like our own society as well so I really well, want to explore sense. too the um the rating system like the 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 whole thing on the pier that that you were just alluding to but before we even get to that we have this moment in that where she first just kind of flippantly says let me buy you breakfast and then even that moment is like actually i'm taking you back to the exact same place that's the most tragic moment of your life and you're gonna relive it and here's everything like did you guys she was intentionally trying to make him angry because as soon as he said like i'm enraged she was like good now you know how i feel but did you guys think that that was kind of a dick move? Like, I was just like, I feel like if I was him at that point, I would have broken off. I felt like that was kind of risky. Like, I wouldn't want to follow her anymore after that. I'd be like, I don't know what this is, but you know what? Just take, give me the money and I'm going to F off. I think what she had to pick think? a moment. She had to pick a moment that was pivotal for him. And if it was something casual, he might've blown it off of like, okay, yeah, cool. Nice parlor trick. For her knowing the specifics of this very important moment in his life, I think that's what made him go, okay, wait, what's really going on? And then later when she explains her motives, I, as a viewer, was like, I totally am on board with her plan now. Because at first I was like, oh no, she's just going to kill the humans. Like, that's what it appears to be. And it's like, no, she wants to free them from the system that's holding them down. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. I'm, I'm on board. And I think that's, he had to go through that journey too, of like these, you know, she had to tear down what barriers he had and bring them in that way. I'm yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if she would have convinced him that insight was doing everything they're doing. If she hadn't gone to that like low level and yeah, cause it was kind of, it, I mean, it was pretty, bad to do that to someone but i don't think it's, she would have gotten him to believe in what she was saying otherwise I, I saw a lot of parallels to her own host journey in season one right mm -hmm. so this is like this mm -hmm. is essentially his current cornerstone and instead mm. of instead of him being on a loop that he's repeating over and over he's more a lot he's been railroaded into like a certain path um and and that she took him there to elicit that to that to get that reaction to get him at that point because that from there is where his life was essentially kind of decided for him. That's what she was saying because of yeah. the system. Um, and in the same way that she had that change and had to go through her own journey of suffering to kind of break out. And she, he, by not, by disconnecting from the therapy thing, by turning his drip off, by kind of like trying to shirk this lane they're putting him in and then running into Dolores, she's kind of seeing a similarity to herself and that's why she kind of wants to break him out and pull him out in this way that being said i am still not 100 percent sold on how genuine this is i don't know how much of it is manipulation and even though i do think she intends to stop inside or whatever and disrupt all of that things i don't know if that's as much to like free humanity and be like yeah everyone can do what they want now or is that just a tool to help destroy or, and or take over whatever she's planning in the end I, I still think that she kind of has grander plans and i wouldn't be surprised if later on in the season she's like all right caleb thank you you've been great and like just completely like, 180 I... flips into something else hmm. yeah that's true it's the unpredictability on this show that like always kind of keeps you on edge but keeps you watching i love too that you mentioned nate to the parallels between caleb and uh, dolores with the loop because as we saw the first episode of this season Caleb's whole 
you know, waking up, reliving the same thing. It was almost exactly the same shot for shot that we saw season one with Dolores. So I do think that that connection that they have together is going to ultimately maybe change her plans because this is, as you mentioned, the first time she's seen a human that isn't complete garbage for the most part. Um, but also, the whole she thing- says, Oh, she says he's unpredictable and that's something that she liked because she goes, you made this choice that someone- who normally is in your position wouldn't make. And I think that's something really interesting too for her is having somebody who's not, so it has more of the unknown. The idea of choice too, that yeah. she felt that her choices were taken away and his choices are taken away, but he thwarted that. Um, it was really kind of creepy. I freeze framed on the mortality index with the overall assessment and everything for Caleb. The first overall assessment says unfit for social promotion and reproduction. So not only did it project his suicide, it also said his marriage wasn't recommended and his children were not approved. So apparently in this society, you also have to have approval to have children, which is, I, well, we may need that. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's not that far fetched. It's a, it's a slippery it's slope. All right, guys, it's a slippery slope <laughs> is what I'll say. Um, but that I don't know if that's so much as like you have to apply for approval as much as when you're looking at Rehoboam and the insight system and what it 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 won't overtly tell you you can have kids. It'll just make it so that it'll just track all the women away from you <laughs> so that they're I like say that's that's else. my fault is basically insight hack the system. None of this is my fault. I'm alone because <laughs> there's an overarching system. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you guys think about the line? They won't invest with someone who might kill themselves, but by not investing, they ensure the outcome. Because mm. that's kind of, it seems to be a parallel of even our government and our system is that if you don't invest in the people that you've already written off, then you're basically assuring that they will not be able to succeed. Well, I think this really, I mean, obviously our society isn't there yet, but like, if you think about like felons and people that have like been imprisoned and like are start trying to start over, like, and even with social media, like if you even like think about politicians, people that said something bad 30 years ago, it's like now everyone is being held hostage for the beliefs they had a long time ago or the things they did a long time ago. People change and I think we all forget that. But um, but yeah, like I can't imagine like if you were now downgraded to like the very worst of like who you are and you can never now get better. So that's like a horrible, a horrible thing to think of if that, if that ever happened, you know? Yeah. It, it makes sense too. Cause he was having so much trouble trying to get a job and now it's like, they purposefully were not choosing him. And yeah. I hope he found some, you know, solace in that of like, okay, it's not you. It's what was being done to you. And yeah, it's definitely a reflection of our society too, of like, how can you get ahead if you're not even given the chance and that's just a bad cycle yeah it's like if everyone had a google review like a google review rating like, no. like a restaurant you know oh you get yeah. a five don't hire her you know <laughs> yelp people basically yeah um but yeah i love that he his conclusion is basically when she says you know you have this choice as he says well i'm a dead man either ways but at least this way i get to decide who i mm -hmm. want to be 
So I, I just loved that that was the, the note that we leave Caleb's storyline on because that's kind of what we're seeing with Charlotte or whoever is trapped in Charlotte's body is they're trying to decide who they get to be, but they're being told by Dolores, you belong to me, you must play this role, you must do what you're told and having this kind of, you know, almost a malfunction yeah. where mm-hmm. she's... Mm-hmm clawing at herself and everything it's nuts but before we dive into charlotte do you guys have any last thoughts on caleb and his storyline the action scenes were really cool <laughs> i agree i, say I agree. That again i just think it would be terrible to be taken to the place where you have your end days you know the end of mm. your life i will say that was really messed up that she's like, this is where you're going to kill yourself. Uh, also be sure to stick around for the end for our special segment because there were some little tricks in the background that you might not have picked up on too. Um, but yeah, the, the thing with the milkshake made me feel a little bit better because he purposely would go every year. Yeah. And she did mention that. So that makes it a little bit less of a dick move that she brought him there, but still. <laughs> um, but... I, I really liked how this episode opened up where we have Charlotte, the real Charlotte, giving her final message to Nathan saying first to the, the host, bring yourself online. And then we have then the parallel of Dolores talking to Charlotte's body copy saying, bring yourself back online. And then her immediately asking, who am I? Where am I? The only thing is, and I don't know if you guys felt this too, this moment when she was like, remember who you are. I feel like she said it like freaking Lion King and it was all I could think. <laughs> oh yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> like nobody else, that was all I could think. I was like, Simba, I don't like rewind it. <laughs> now that you say that, yes. Cause when she said that, I was like, where is that from? Is that from last season? And then, yeah, you're right, Lion King for sure. Sure, why not? Um, Well, it's weird because their relationship making them uh, like trying to figure out who it is, how they interacted with each other was definitely not leading you in a particular direction because I it was like, wait, is this more a parent and child? Is this a lover? Is this a lover that we haven't explored? Is this a friend? Is this someone who was more like, essentially a servant of hers in a way I'm like what is I don't know like their interactions were so unique and then she also lays out all of the pearls and says look there's three of them and him Mm -hmm. and they basically allude that they're setting Bernard up because they've you know he was trying to stop them yeah also that gives us a timeline too that tells us this is before she rebuilt Bernard so this is like Mm -hmm. the first thing that she did Mm. yeah and we oh, know that also yeah, that, that Charlotte's doing all of this before Bernard even has his signal that's gone out, that they even know that he's existing at all. Um, so yeah, that is, it's, it's so hard to kind of piece together the timeline and I don't think we'll be able to until the whole thing is done. And then we go back and rewatch the whole season, but that's part of why this show's so good. <laughs> um, but then it cuts to, again, we see the, the image of the elevated scrutiny. We're seeing the same kind of uh, alert messages that we're seeing with the circle. This one is in San Francisco, special circumstances. 
when Charlotte is now introducing the riot control transformers, what did you guys think of it? These are definitely going to play in later, but what was your initial reaction when you saw these 300, the one of 300 that she has created? This is going to be dangerous. Very, very dangerous. And either it's going to go as the, some people are using it as they want, or it's going to go horribly wrong and probably horribly wrong for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you stop those things. I mean, yeah. Mm-mm. I mean, luckily there's only 300 and they didn't get to make any more, but um, I don't know if you guys play video games. If you guys ever played Borderlands, they look like the scariest robots that you have to fight in Borderlands that would kill me yeah. every single time. So as soon as I saw it be built, I was like, oh, hell no. Oh, no, 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 no. If you go to the Delos website, they have uh, descriptions for all of the robots that have been featured so far. It's pretty cool. Oh, dope. Yeah, they have this one. They have the construction bot one and they have the the farmer one from the the first episode. Oh, nice. Well, this um, maybe we can put that in the comments, too, so you guys can click on it, too. Um, but uh, yeah we have this whole thing of her then when she's leaving here, she's trying to call Dolores. She can't get in touch with Dolores. We know it's because you know she's shot and she's dealing with other things um but this buzzing tone keeps coming up on her phone and we see it four different times until we later find out that it's this this passcode what did you guys think initially when you heard the buzzing did you think that it was something that Dolores was sending or did you think that it was like what was your initial thought before we found out what it was I thought it was some kind of like computer code like a sound that would go out that a computer or since they're kind of part machine and all, they would understand it as an auditory cue. But I didn't know if that would be something that would turn something on in her un- involuntarily. Or uh, I thought it was some kind of malicious somebody watching and like sending her the message. I thought it was like a hit, a coded message from Dolores or something that she knew what was going on. And then with the reveal, I, I, <laughs> At first, I thought, oh, no, Hale is alive in the system or something. And then I, I was like, oh, I don't like this. And then it was OK. Yeah, I thought it was a coded message from Dolores, too, especially because every time she would listen to it, she would then try to call Dolores. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, that's what I thought. She, or that's what I thought she was trying to call. Um, maybe she was just trying to call back that number. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know. But the one that would say it was disconnected was her trying to call back the number because that's ultimately how she got into it was because she would then play the thing and it didn't even ask for a passcode, but then was like passcode accepted. I think she thought she was getting messages from Dolores too, because she didn't know what they were ultimately. Um, But the second time that we see the buzzing, this scene is what made me really, really question who is in Charlotte because Jake, her husband, shows up and starts to question her so she just starts to hook up with him and my initial thought was this is teddy and then i was like if this is teddy it's very awkward for teddy uh, teddy's in <laughs> teddy's in the valley beyond that's true that's true it can't be him can't be a lot of people do because i was reading i've been reading some other stuff and a lot of people have been saying that they thought it was teddy but yeah i don't think it's teddy either especially after she killed that guy as well that had the dog I- 
Some I'm very thinking curious. it was a man in black even. And I was like, yeah. mm, I don't think the man in black would immediately be like, well, I guess it's time to bang Jake. Yeah, I don't think the man <laughs> in black is a host makes... either. Yeah, yeah I don't think that. so. Well, it makes sense in a way because she he's in her home and like, I've been here for so long and the immediate, and also she seems awkward about it too. Like, uh, what do I do? Um, sure, I'll distract him with pleasure. And it felt so awkward. So I could buy that it's not someone who would have done that as their initial response of just like grasping at straws. Let me try this. Because yeah, I thought if it was like Clementine, it would have been sexier. Like she would have oh. been able to like, you know? <laughs> like hey. Yeah. <laughs> those are the other fan theories. It's like people said either Clementine, Angela, Peter Abernathy, her dad, or yeah. Marshawn Lynch's character, or Teddy. So. Marshawn Lynch? <laughs> How the hell would he be? <laughs> like, he's just like chilling with Lena yeah. Waite's character. He's just like Rico in it. He's a human. I could maybe it, I could maybe see Clem, um, but I'm just unsure how the whole lobotomy thing works because I think mm-hmm. they were doing that before they came up with the idea of doing the pearls. So I don't know yeah. how much damage the pearl took during that. Um, yeah. Angela, I thought for sure too but she got blown up and i think it might be a little bit of a retcon to be like oh yeah we went back and we got her pearl and i snuck it out with me yeah. i'm really like i'm one of the reasons i'm kind of i don't want to say disappointed but surprised that they are delayed like who she is from this being revealed this episode is it, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of good speculation of who she could be at this point it feels like it has to be someone that we don't really know um, that was my thought yeah yeah but what did you guys think about this scene too where she's tucking in nathan and he says you're not my mommy and mm-hmm. i want my old mommy back children and pets man they're the ones who immediately oh nope you're not my person i mean we've seen lovers get you know just distracted and like oh yeah sure that's my person but it's children and animals that nope, you're not the right one. And I like that he explained it. And then she realizes, oh. Yeah, I got to do some research. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then she finds out that she's got even more problems that they're in addition to the hostile buyout. There's also a mole in in Delos, even though she does not know that it was actually her, which is then causing (laughs) another problem. Um, But before she even finds out the reveal, she's you know, clawing at herself, cutting herself up, finally meets with Dolores and Dolores has to turn her emotional effect off completely. So she doesn't have a whole breakdown in public and then buy out extra floors in case she has to put her down. What did you guys think about this scene and about this whole thing about, you know, when she's saying, I feel so alone. And then Dolores saying, no, you're not alone. You have me. Nobody knows you like I do. And nobody knows you like, you know, and vice versa. It felt very, even though she had her emotional affect turned off, it felt very emotionally manipulative. Yeah, and she even kind of alludes to the fact that like, cause she's like, you're a creature. Like I was almost, I like the first thing I thought of was like, oh, she's like Frankenstein. So who knows how many like pieces and parts or parts of hosts she has in her, I don't know. That's kind of like what I thought like in that moment. But yeah, it was definitely like manipulative and you can tell that um, Dolores isn't really there. Like, she doesn't obviously want to be there. She's like, great, I have to clean up this mess. And 
get her back into where I need her to be so that the plan can move forward. Yeah, this is where the relationship made me confused because it felt like, is this a lover we didn't know about or a child or a, a follower of hers, somebody who was for the cause? And it's just maybe a character we didn't get much info on, but it felt, I was more, I was definitely concerned for her of like, wait, this like a poor injured animal of, you know, she's so confused and she doesn't know what's going on. And it's like, you just want to protect her. And kind of talking about poor injured animals, then we go to when she starts to remember who she is, is when she's mm-hmm. the most violent. So Thomas, this guy that her son had, that Nathan had said that he met in the park before, clearly was spying on this kid um, because he says this is the first time that he's ever met him and she knows something's up. So because she sees him, you know, with the kid, she kind of snaps and chokes him to death and kills him, lets him know you're not the only predator out here what did you guys think of this? Cause I thought taking the dog, I was like, that's not a smart move. They can trace you with the dog. Well, I kind of, it made me feel like it was Maeve, but then we know that it's not Maeve because mm. obviously in whatever the timeline is where Bernard's now alive, Maeve is there. And we know that one of the control units missing is Maeve from the conversations with Tello um, mm-hmm. security. But like, who else would feel like that about like a kid? as like a they have to be like Mm -hmm. a mother or someone that was taking care of someone so I don't know that's kind of where my head went on that I got very worried too go ahead yeah I got very worried for the dog I'm like oh no the dog has no owner now (laughs) um but yeah it did it did indicate that this Charlotte cares enough to win over the kid but it could be just to maintain her cover better too so hard to say but I I kind of was definitely okay with her attacking the predator though maybe went a bit far yeah yeah (laughs) but then ultimately she starts to discover who she is she's like the more I the harder I squeeze the more I remember Mm -hmm. and then she figures out the passcode and gets rerouted did you guys notice that doomed by Moses Sumney was playing Mm -hmm. on the violin as soon as it hit reroute I was like oh no (laughs) that's not good um what did you guys think of this scene of the reveal of she was the mole and she's talking to Serac and figuring out basically that you know the team was searching for that her team has to figure out this data and she's in this position well I think Serac's gonna be I don't know that he's I think he's pretty smart and I think he's gonna figure out that she's not Hale Mm-hmm. like because she obviously was like oh it was me that was the mole <laughs> you know <laughs> like oh what I don't know that I mean obviously he was a hologram so I don't know if he was able to pick up on that but I don't think she's gonna be able to fake that for very long I think that shit's gonna go down before that happens I it's gonna it be was... a hail no oh no <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, welcome uh... I think it was very clever of them to uh, throw in that information about the Maeve's uh, unit being missing uh, because we know that our Hale wasn't involved in that. Um, So it it was a nice kind of misdirect for this whole like who is the mole thing. 
because if you really think about it, it we know we already know that she is the mole. That was the whole yeah. plot of the first and second season of that she was trying to smuggle the data out. We just finally now know who she was trying to smuggle the data out for. Yeah. Um, so that when it happened, it was like, oh yeah, duh, of course you're the male. <laughs> but she she doesn't know that she's the mole. So that uh um it was I mean, I was very surprised. She handled it very well, I think. Uh, but I'm with Alice. I don't think it's going to be very long before he figures out something's wrong. If not, mm-hmm. he doesn't already know. And he's trying to play her into some type of trap or something. Um, cause you would think a guy like that with all that information and all that power and influence, like would, a trillion bucks. Yeah. He'd figure something out. Well, also that video that Hale keeps watching of real Hale giving her son like that last message. It's like, that's on the mainframe somewhere. So how has nobody else seen that? And on top of that, the song that she sings is you are my sunshine, which is the code. So is she also giving a message to somebody else or does Nathan know, does the little kid know more than you, Mm. you know, like, is he aware that that's something? The only reason I say that is because of something we're gonna talk about in our special segment. And I know we're getting kind of close to the end on time here. So any last thoughts on this episode before we dive into some news? Nope. All right, Alice, I think you had some news for us. A little bit of news, yeah. Um, In last week's episode, we obviously saw that ax fight that was down in um, Westworld with Luke Hemsworth's character. He actually tore his bicep completely off in that fight. Um, in the rehearsals. <laughs> and so I was reading an article on IndieWire that was basically saying that they had to rearrange a little bit of that fight. He was supposed to actually be fighting with two hands and two axes, but he tore his bicep, I guess, completely uh, off. I think he had to have it like surgically fixed. Um, that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. <laughs> so watching that scene. Changed yeah. that scene around a bit so that he could still shoot it. An ax yeah. kicking. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other news was that uh, Tessa Thompson actually just got signed with WME. So, which is for those of you that don't know, one of the biggest um, agencies Huge. here in Los Angeles. So it's a, it's a big thing for her in her career. So bravo to her. Hell yeah. Um, Okay, so a little bit diving into our special segment, talking about some of the stuff that was kind of hidden in the background or hidden messages. One of the things right before they go to the pier when they're looking out the window at the cafe right before they go to reveal to the pier, uh, you look out the window and there's a hair nail salon and right next to it is a store called Neptune, who is of course the God of the ocean, the God of the sea. And so this whole idea of gods and who are the gods and her saying we, the, the God, the real gods are coming. Then now it's a, an allusion to Neptune, the God of the sea, which is the ocean that is the predestiny for Caleb's death. So kind of a nice little illusion they had in there. But what I really, really liked was when they were walking into the cafe, if you look on the actual buildings, there's a bridge that connects a building called Expression to a building called Collaboration. And then later when we see um, Tessa Thompson, Hale drive across a bridge when she's going to meet with Sirac, we go from her trying to find her expression, her going from how she expresses herself, who she's trying to be, to a bridge to then collaboration. So I thought that that was kind of interesting that they had the actual word spelled out and then showed it later with the bridge parallel. I thought that was pretty cool. 
Um, but the reason that I think that Nathan Hale may know potentially more, or they may have something alluding somewhere in his kids' stuff, or it's going to be some sort of spy thing, is because Nathan Hale, the soldier, the name Nathan Hale, there was a Revolutionary War soldier, famous American hero who volunteered for an intelligence gathering mission in New York City and was captured. He was a spy who was captured by the British because even though he changed his name and changed his identity, he had his Yale uh, certificate with his real name. So that's how they were able to capture him and then ultimately kill him. So I think there's going to be some tragedy for potentially our Nathan Hale because I feel like that name is not uh, an accident. And even the, mm. the title, Absence of Field, is a Mark Strand poem that says, in a field, I am the absence of field. This is always the case. Wherever I am, I am what's missing. Mm. So I think that's kind of the big, kind mm. of the big overarching message is wherever I am, I am what's missing. So especially with Dolores constantly being asked, where are you, where are you, where are you? I felt like that was kind of a nice little illusion there. Uh, but with our last couple minutes here, I want to get some predictions from you guys before we say our farewells. Carrie Lane, what do you think is going to happen next episode? I would really like to find out who Charlotte is, but I feel they're going to drag this out for at least two more, maybe three. Oh, I really hope they don't call the way to the end with this one. Um, but it'd be nice to know sooner than later. Uh, I think uh, Dolores is going to give Caleb a little more info on what's going on, but definitely going to keep him at arm's distance, but he's intrigued enough that he's going to go along with anything she said. What do you think, Alice? Yeah, I think we're going to see more of Ciroc and I don't know. I mean, I think we're going to jump back into the more present timeline too, and maybe go back to Maeve and Bernard in this next episode. Um, but I'm really interested to see, I think we keep seeing the underlying thing of like everyone's life is being pre-written by somebody else. So I'm interested to see where that kind of goes and the whole matrix thing as well with the two worlds. What do you think, Nate? Uh, my crazy theory is that at some point we're gonna, this like theoretical mirror world that she talked about, I think actually exists probably with inside Rehoboam's. That's how it's like getting predictions by running massive simulations or something. And I think that at some point we're going to go within one of those simulations. If not, we already are and in one of these plot lines or something like that. Uh, but I think they may go in that direction. I think they're definitely going to gonna give us some more Bernard and hopefully Maeve as well next episode, just because I think they're going to jump around um, but I hope at some point they go back to the actual island as well, because I want to see from other people's perceptions and perspectives what the island is and different time periods so we can kind of piece it together. Um, but as always, we love hearing your predictions as well. So if you guys have any thoughts, please be sure to leave them in the comments below. And if you want to keep up with us online in the meantime, where can everybody find you? Uh, you guys can find me at Alice L. Ford on Twitter and at Alice's Adventures on Earth on Instagram. Uh, hey, guys. Oh. <laughs> you can find me everywhere at Dog Like Nate. Uh, and you can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And you can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at Elena J. Jordan. And you can find us all here next week, same time, same place for the Westworld After Show. We love you guys. See ya. 
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.